welcome back to the Chemist Confessions podcast. It's episode seven. We made it. And sadly, we did not make it on time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had a good run for what, six episodes? That's a month and a half. We did good. We did good, guys. We did. But for what it's worth, we did have an episode ready for from last week. Mm. But we thought we could do better because today's topic is super important for everyone because it's winter and that's all about dry skin. Yeah, I think last week when we filmed, we were so tired and we were just like pushing to get out there and it just turned out like not as good as an oily skin episode. Yeah, and we think that dry skin is just one of the most important skin problems that mm. you need to target first and that's why we want to do spend a, some good amount of time going through this subject. Um, but, Gloria, we should probably update everyone on what we've been doing. Yeah, so, first of all, before we go any further, I'm still under the weather, guys. <laughs> if you have any magical throw medicine, herbal <laughs> remedy, whatever whatever works really well, send it my way. I've been having these, like, rounds of um, allergies and mm. then... Uh, all the traveling, so... Change in season, change in climate. Yeah, so I'm not sick sick, but my voice has been gone for a solid month, so... She has that sexy, sick Phoebe voice. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, send help. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, what have we been up to? Well, we've been super busy prepping all of our Thanksgiving and holiday stuff. Mm. So this year we are partaking in the shopping frenzy that is Black Friday. Uh, so we are prepping for some really awesome bundles. So check out the website soon. Yeah. So um, Victoria and I, when we design products, a lot of our thought process revolves around, oh, we don't want to make a very traditional skincare line. Mm -hmm. We want products that can meaningfully, we're not trying to sell anyone a full set of 80 products mm -hmm. we want to elevate your routine mm. by just a few meaningful pieces but what ends up happening is sometimes it takes a long time to convey how to use a product mm. and how it fits into your routine mm. so that's why for the holiday season we are putting together bundles with more of a guidance that's tailored to you, uh, perhaps your skin type or skin condition yeah and i think this year it's the right time because our line is almost, oh, we hit one year. It's one year old. Oh my God, happy anniversary. <laughs> so after one year of having, you know, our followers and our customers try out the products, um, you know, it's not just tailored because of how we, the chemist, thinks it should be tailored, but mm. it's just based off of all the feedback we got, what has been the best combos for people's skin types. So I'm really excited to see what everyone thinks of them. Yeah, and that's such a good point because... I mean, it's really a learning experience. And it sounds really, huh? It's like the chemist growing up, coming to age party. You know? <laughs> we crawling, made it to our teenage years? Yeah, crawling <laughs> out of the labs into the world. We learn so much from everyone. So yeah. thanks, everyone who's been with us throughout this journey. Mm. It's... um. It's been a ride. <laughs> yeah, we almost made it to Thanksgiving holiday. Um, we should also 
mention that we are actually in Taiwan right now. Um, for those of you who have seen on our Instagram, we mentioned that we were labbing. We were, um, we're at our contract manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, they are awesome. They give us a lot of freedom to come into their labs and really like explore and just, you know, try some stuff on our own, which we find really rare. Yeah. And we had some good lab days, didn't we, Gloria? Yeah. <laughs> so, again, it was one of the biggest roadblocks in the mm-hmm. beginning when we first started because as chemists, we had a lot of opinions about our own formulas and what to use. And that means most most manufacturers are like, yeah, we really don't have to deal with you guys. Mm. Um, so it's been very special finding this manufacturer. And, yeah, we've been, we've been working really hard uh, rounding out some of our options so expect to see a new launch very soon yes finally yeah Yeah. so we were at the labs just trying to put the finishing touches on Mm -hmm. checking making sure all works check out Mm -hmm. and that everything's ready and all good news yeah so other than that uh what else happened we went to a bathhouse. <laughs> oh, okay. Correction. Victoria. <laughs> Another brilliant idea by Victoria. Well, okay. By default, at the beginning, it was a great idea. We all needed some relaxation, so we went to a bathhouse. And after I got there, I realized she had no idea what she found. <laughs> I thought she knew what she was bringing us to, but then we show up, and it was it was a surprise. Let's just say um, if you've been to like maybe a Korean bathhouse or a Turkish bathhouse, there's um, some strong nudity that's involved. And um, let's just say uh, we probably weren't expecting that we took our co-founder relationship to the next level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The funniest part was in this bathhouse, you basically shower first mm-hmm. um, before you get into the soaking tubs or get a massage. Mm-hmm. So... We're all like awkwardly getting into our towels and then... Trying not to make eye contact. Right. And then we went into these uh, these stalls to take showers. So Victoria's probably at like, what, stall number one? Mm-hmm. And that was at stall number seven. <laughs> and I turned around and to my surprise, made eye contact with Victoria <laughs> because... Every stall had a big gaping window. Big ass window. <laughs> staring straight down the entire line of stalls. Like, what's the point of having stalls even? So yes, that was a bonding time. Yeah. Times a thousand. We also got scrubbed. I don't know if um, many of you have tried the Korean kind of like scrub massages, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's quite an experience because basically what they do is they take this like um very coarse towel and some use like a sponge and whatnot and they basically just city grit (laughs) (laughs) just pretty much sand your skin down and um if you ever pay attention to what they're doing you'll realize that your skin comes off in eraser dust style like just just... as black by the way (laughs) yeah and so um it's terrifying it's not painful Um, But visually, it looks terrifying. Um, But I will say that coming out of that, my skin was super smooth after. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun. But the whole time I really felt like a slab of salmon or something. Yep. Like they were rubbing me with essential oils. I smelled (laughs) the smell a little dangerously like something I would put on my chicken, like a little rosemary. And then they were scrubbing me down and. And you are very naked on this slab, so oh, very. definitely very vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But anyway, ten out of ten overall, highly recommend.、Mm. I just don't know if you will go with your co-founder. But, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so、uh, it's the end of our Asia trip. Yes. So Gloria and I are drinking today. We're、yes. very happy.、Uh, today we are drinking. It's literally called Bar Beer by Kieran. Yep, very local. It tastes like bar beer. <laughs> it's bar beer. It's, it's low、no、grade、fault. bar beer.、Yeah. <laughs> it's something that. After your third one, you're like, "Is it me, or is it starting to taste pretty artisanal?" You know, I went to Berlin, and they also had a beer that was just the label was just beer, and、mm. you know, you're so curious because it's like, how can it be that generic? So I tried it, and it was seriously that generic. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of these like very direct marketing,、mm. um, I went to a bar in LA once with with Victoria,、mm-hmm. and they have this thing there called what was it? The trash garbage, mar- garbage martini. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, grungy, <laughs> edgy. I like it. Let me get one. Yeah. I don't. I I I never felt dumber because I took a sip and it it tasted like garbage. <laughs> it already told me that it's garbage. I don't know why I was still surprised that it tasted like garbage. You know what's amazing is that they made their own like artisanal like I think onion extract or something for that martini. Yeah, and they、yeah. named it garbage, and it tasted like garbage. Like why go to that effort? I don't get it. I remember. They also call their onion recycled onion, which I'm sorry. What the hell is a recycled onion? Like you go to restaurant downstairs and like, like raccoons in their garbage bins, and so yeah, there is、oh、a on on top of the garlic extract, there's a singed piece of very very funky smelling garlic on top of my garbage martini, and the whole thing tasted like garbage. We actually make this mistake a lot. We're、yeah. like lured by. Quirky, weird names. Yeah. So, for example, I went to this very artsy coffee shop, and Gloria's with me, and we're、right. like, "Oh, what is this tonic americano?" And I was like, "Okay, let me try it." And straight up, it was an americano with tonic poured into it, and I could not. Feel more disappointed in myself that I made this choice, <laughs> and I will tell you that it was an awful coffee drink. Yeah, <laughs> actually, if you ever travel to Asia, the very a very local experience is very creative coffee drinks. Too I, creative. I show Victoria the world of. OJ with her coffee <laughs> and also <laughs> lemon juice with coffee. Oh, it's awful! I'm just gonna save you a purchase.、I、Don't think, try. I think it's an acquired taste. Everyone should try it. I kind of like it. I feel like they they made that because of health benefits. Like, oh, it's coffee, but you'll get your vitamin C. <laughs> but how- that's so Asian, Dad. You're right. That's probably how that went down. But I. Just honestly, I'd rather have them separately. That's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I highly recommend. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, all right. So today,、um, we are focused all about dry skin. Gloria is definitely going to take the lead on this one、um, because she herself has been dealing with it all her life.、Mm. Um, but first, let's do a little bit of.、Mm. Yeah. So first up.、Um, It's acquisition season, apparently.、Mm-hmm. So there's、uh, 
So Kylie, mm-hmm. Spran has been acquired. Not not fully acquired, but um, Cody is a big beauty conglomerate, and they bought fifty one percent of Kylie's company for six hundred million dollars. Yay! Mazel tov. Wow, um, Cody is balling. <laughs> yeah. A lot. So for those of you who don't know, um, quite a few years ago, they bought a bunch of brands from like CoverGirl mm-hmm. from um, mm-hmm. PNG. PNG. And now they are splurging six hundred million for Kylie. All we can say is, good on you, Mister Moneybags. Good on you. Yeah. And the second one is Estee Lauder. There is talks of them acquiring Dr. Jart. Um, no valuation yet, but that will probably come up in the next few weeks. That's a big deal. Like, yeah. It's their first Asian brand acquisition. Yeah. Though. Actually, I don't mind Dr. Jart. I gotta be honest. Yeah. yeah, I like their products. I think I think for me, it's a little bit hit or miss. Mm. But there's definitely a few things that's um, pretty good. And mm. I I got a hand to them for that really disturbing baby mask uh, packaging. I think it's brilliant. Like, yeah. it's weird. It's Why not try it? Yeah. Yeah. So, good on them. Um, yeah, so... Aside from that, uh, Women's Health Magazine did a recent focus on the capsules. Yeah, so Women's Magazine wrote an article about how, ooh, are capsules the new things? Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I, 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 like, no. I personally kind of like capsules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're definitely not new. Not, yeah. not at all. <laughs> I, I definitely popped one of my mom's um, capsule thingy, like the same Elizabeth Arden capsules when I was like eight. Hmm. I still remember it because I got in a lot of trouble for it. <laughs> I'm sure Elizabeth Arden is reading that and being like, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, so more brands are coming out with capsules. Mm. Um, we think, I like it um, mm. for, for ingredients like retinol. It's definitely a, a great way to preserve the active until you use it. I definitely like the concept better than ampules, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's actually somehow like less wasteful and less gimmicky than mm-hmm. ampules mm-hmm. so um we just like can't really speak to a lot of the f- actual formulas that go there. into these mm-hmm. capsules so anyway maybe we'll do a decode on one of them soon since yep. it's the quote-unquote hot new thing again yep and finally there was a recent launch by neutrogena and mm. it's called bright boost um the formula really mimics that of the Hydra Boost formula, except it's in a pink jar this time. Um, Some of the ingredients I just want to highlight is, let's see, in the top 10, you're looking at water, dimethicone, glycerin, mandelic acid, triethyl citrate, gluconolactone, acetoglucosamine. Yeah, so the formula really reads like the Hydra Boost, um, but has AHA mandelic and gluconolactone, which we really like. Yeah, that's the um, PHA that's found in a lot of skincare products now. Mm-hmm. I guess the kind of overall takeaway we have on this is that, you know, we like that mandelic and gluconolactone are fairly high on the ingredient list, but you're probably still not going to get um, that kind of 8 to 10%. Or actually, even for mandelic, you need upwards of 15% mm-hmm. to really get the benefits often hear about with mandelic. Um, the other thing is, you know, paired with gluconolactone, this is definitely for people who are curious about AHA but are really concerned about sensitive skin and just want to try something that's fairly cheap. Yeah, um, and I want to add, since this episode is about dry skin yeah. people, um, this is where I think a lot of dry skin people are uh, get lost because mm. 
everything says it's hydrating. Yeah. Everything is a hydro boost or a mm-hmm. hydro plump or whatever. Um, but but is it hydrating enough? And what does that really mean? It's always hard to tell. Yep. So um, for this one, like Victoria mentioned, it has gentle AHAs, but the overall structure, if you see how high the dimethicone is on the list, mm-hmm. um, it's a very, very classic case of a um, silicone-based cream. Mm-hmm. And these silicone gel creams tend to be very, very high in humectants or, mm-hmm. or water grabbers. And <clears throat> Excuse my voice. But what that means is for dry skin people, a lot of times these um, gel creams are not really enough. Right. It's usually kind of lacking in a heavier um, emollient or occlusive, like uh, the heavier oils and waxes that you really need to seal everything in. So for me personally, I like the texture of these things, but usually have to follow up with either an oil or dab bombs on trouble areas. And I almost think of them as more of a, like, a concentrated serum sometimes like oh, if i interesting yeah okay. yeah like for me it's fairly heavy like i would not think of that as a serum right i mean i mean i guess it's not really a serum but it's more like okay if i have a jar of it going from summer to winter mm. during the summertime it might it might be enough if you're in it's like an climate. extra boost right mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then during winter then you need to layer and it, it almost fall into a press serum category so by the way (laughs) press press serum serum. is like fetch people (laughs) tried to make it work it didn't work out so anyway it's just a more jellified like hydrating serum but so cool yeah so yeah it's just a marketing name um yeah and just to add on to what gloria said um we often recommend gel creams for oily skin types as a standalone to give you some perspective of where we would see this type of formula fall in terms of hydrating needs Mm -hmm. um and then also to add um it does have silica tin oxide titanium dioxide which means that you know because this is positioned as kind of a brightening product you will get kind of that almost um makeup-esque added glow um from this so do expect like a little bit of sheen that some powders can give so i find it interesting that sometimes we hear um, sometimes we get feedback that people really don't like these fillers mm. on a um, more psychological level. They're like, oh, I just want my skincare to be good for me. Who cares if it has the mm-hmm. extra looks mm-hmm. or, like, that factor? But yeah. I personally don't mind it. Sure. Yeah, you know, like, I don't – I think it's a little – It's uh, those projects for chemists are really annoying to work on. Yes, they are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because we could care less, right? But then you get people who are like – but it doesn't have the right sheen, or right. I want it to be more glowy. Right. It's And for a pocket of time, my job was to figure out what the difference <laughs> was between glow, sheen, and shine, which is really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> That's actually like, hilarious. That dewy look. What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, yeah, it's like the product is your crazy girlfriend. It you is. Have to- <laughs> Yeah, so um, I kind of agree with that. Like, I don't necessarily mind if it has, like, a little bit of glitter. I think it really depends on your preference. Like, for example, 
it's not like we wear a lot of foundation. Right. So if it does give us like a little bit of a better complexion, sure, great, why not? You know, mm. but for people who probably like to keep their skincare um, and makeup separate, mm. I guess I can understand why they would just like, I just want a simple moisturizer with no added powder. Why? why the hell is my moisturizer <laughs> making me right. look like Edward Cullen? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, but I, I totally agree. Mm. I, I rarely, my foundation have always gone cakey on me because mm. I don't wear foundation much. Mm-hmm. So I really like the color correcting sunscreen, especially the aging ones. Yeah. Sometimes they get a little too white, but the the well balanced ones like it makes me feel justified yeah. walking out as is. Yeah. So anyway. All right. So that's the news. Um, and now it's time to focus on our dry skin ingredient corner. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> yeah, we turned off the sound bites. Uh, leave a comment if you would like more sound uh, sound effects or want Gloria to just freaking stop doing that. <laughs> I won't no be one offended. wants you to stop, Gloria. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just going to walk through some ingredients that is often talked about in products that's geared towards people with dry skin. Mm. So first off is the classic hyaluronic acid. Mm. Um, great hydrator. Mm-hmm. Um, since the top of skin, you've, you've all heard the claims holds up to, like, what, 300 times its mm-hmm. weight in water. Mm-hmm. Very, very classic ingredient. And I have to say, I find, uh, based on, like, what people ask me about, it's a strange source of confusion. Right? Oh, yeah, because of the molecular weights. Yeah. Yep. So um, regardless of the fancy claims... In general, it's a hydrator, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't go crazy thinking that it's anti-aging or whatnot. Um, you, there are probably some stuff out there that claims that really small molecular weight HA causes inflammation. Mm. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell by the inky what yes. molecular weight they're using. Yes, by hard, Very I mean hard. you can't you can't tell. No, um, but ultimately, it's probably odds odds are on high that they use that low molecular weight because it's hard to it's hard to source and it's It's also expensive yeah yeah um but i will say that anyway anything you need to know about this ingredient can be summed up as it's a water loving grabber right Mm. i have heard people ask me hey i use this um hyaluronic acid serum it says it's ultra hydrating do i need a moisturizer yes you do (laughs) so dry skin people really need their oils and occlusives so um, really all skin types need a little bit of oil yeah it's just like what yeah exactly yeah so anyway that's a common misconception so yeah just remember that Mm -hmm. um anything that says hyaluronic acid serum water whatever it's a boost okay right it's not a it's not an ingredient or product type that can stand alone Mm. if you have um dry skin agreed yeah so, if it can't stand alone, Gloria, then what do you go to next? Um, so, naturally, <laughs> you need your oils. Yeah. Dry skin people are are pretty lucky in that you can use whatever the hell kind of oil you want, mm-hmm. really. Just mm-hmm. try it. It's a texture preference thing, right? Yes. Um, I think online you'll see people breaking down oils, and they'll lump heavier oils like marula and argan as oil that's good for dry skin Mm -hmm. you can use those for dry skin of course but there's nothing stopping you from using a lightweight oil um but ultimately you need 
the waxes and the heavy duty occlusives, right? Got the it. oils are there to supplement, make your skin feel nice. Do you do you have a favorite oil that you gravitate towards? Oh, uh, so this really cool brand. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, in terms of raw, like just straight oil, mm. I don't have a favorite. Anything mm, okay. lightweight, I like. Okay. I so li- you said lightweight, so so like argon. Uh, a rose hip, I like. Okay. And um. So not argon. No argon. Okay, yeah, no, so n- none of the like the heavier like marula. You didn't you didn't uh, have any luck with that. I don't like thick oils. You feel like it sits heavy on your skin or what? I just feel like I'm Greasy. ready to fry an egg on my. Face. <laughs> yeah. I really. I I also don't recommend, but I really feel like that with coconut oil. Oh yeah! Don't do it! Don't use it. Like I yeah. feel like it's like you're straight up ready to be coconut shrimp. Mm. <laughs> like it smells like that. I can you know? use some coconut shrimp. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. What else? Oh, a special one, squalene. Mm. It's to me. I like it as a in my product, right? Mm. As blended with something else. I think it does a lot to the texture. I hate it neat. by itself. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of a gross combination of uh, silicone oil mm-hmm. and like really. Really, I don't know how to describe it. If you work with the ingredients, it has a very, very distinct texture. Right. So if I have it on my skin neat, it just feels bleh. Right. I agree with that. But we do actually end up pointing people to squalene mm-hmm. for those who struggle, who, let's say, have dry skin, have sensitive skin, mm-hmm. um, or just are looking to try an oil but want to keep it lighter. Um, we do end up pointing them to squalene. But Gorgeous. This is a per- personal anecdote right, for her. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So squalling. The reason why we point point people towards squalling is mm-hmm. because it's super vanilla. Yes. It's unlike a lot of oils you hear we just talked about, like mm-hmm. uh, marula and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Squalling is completely saturated. What mm-hmm. that means is it's not reactive at all. It's mm-hmm. going to be very very stable. Um, not saying we're suggesting you leave it there for like eight years, but. Um, you you don't have to worry about it going rancid on you. You don't have to worry about it oxidizing and potentially causing acne. Mm, so yeah. got it. All right. So that's oils. Oh, actually, I have a least favorite oil. Oh. I oh yes. Freaking oh, hate God. sweet almond <laughs> oh, oil. Oh God. If I have to smell that sweet almond oil one more time, I'm gonna kick a puppy. Oh but I love puppies. My God. I'm just kidding. That Every time Gloria sees sweet almond oil in some fancy ass serum, she just loses triggered. her mind. You don't know how so many times triggered. I've had to hear her yell, "Sweet almond oil!" Like who is it? Who's big almond that's selling these people sweet freaking almond oil? So the thing is, it's a it's it's nice. I don't mind it as an ingredient. Yeah. It's um it's on the heavier end of things. Mm. Um, smells like sweet almond oil. <laughs> um, the reason why it sends me into this fit of rage is because freaking so many uber expensive i'm talking about like i will call you out dead sea premiere like, <laughs> oh god we got we are, we're going there we're going there <laughs> yeah creams that they sell for six hundred dollars and they sit and they talk about sweet almond oil <laughs> dude it's like canola oil it's like if i sell you yeah. an eight hundred dollar cream and 
and they and they tried to sell you canola oil. Yeah. To be fair, like, come on, dude, up your oil game. Come on, it's just that's just rude. It's Seriously. disrespectful. Lazy ass marketing. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. I'm good. All right. So, uh, waxes. Is it oh, wax time? right. It's wax o'clock. So it's time for. Yet another rendition of <laughs> Why Don't You Love Me? <laughs> Seriously, what is so bad with Tetralatum? <laughs> yep, we are going there again. Tetralatum is fantastic. Yeah. It's, again, I think I think we mentioned other episodes. It's honestly, um, the fear around it is a little unjustified. Mm. I mean, we can understand if you don't want to use byproducts from industry because you feel like supporting that industry. Mm. But the reality is, on the cosmetic end, you're just you're using uh, ingredients that would otherwise go to waste, mm-hmm. and and really the cosmetic grade is highly refined and very chemically pure. Mm. What that means is even less chance of irritation. People think of plant as like as synonymous as safe and um, non-irritating, Natural, gentle, right? And there there are a lot of great plant-based ingredients, but sure. um, starting from a plant and Getting to a very safe and pure chemical ingredient is, and by the way, everything's a chemical, um, <laughs> it's really hard. So a lot of times what people don't know is plant-derived ingredients can actually be a really big source of irritation. Yep. Because you, because of brands that don't really do their due diligence in sourcing yes. and making sure they have the safest, most pure um, ingredients out there. Those of you with the raw shea butter, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Victoria's Stop it. Peeve. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Ingredients are meant to be refined, and that's how you get the safest. And that is why if you go to a derm or a esthetician and you get these procedures down, mm-hmm. uh, done, they will point you to a tub of Vaseline. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Because, yeah. Yeah. And I think the, we got to really slightly irritating comment recently that was like oh but don't you think it's time to upgrade from petrolatum and i'm like no the thing broke don't fix it man exactly and there's nothing that's been proven to be a better occlusive than petrolatum so upgrade to you mean downgrade to what i feel like yes it's always a nice sentiment to upgrade but and that's actually, I think that can, you can sum up the skincare industry problem in, in that phrase. Mm. Sorry, dude. Um, because when you upgrade, it has to be a meaningful upgrade. Right. It also needs to be backed by a lot of data, mm-hmm. you know, be- but because if you don't base your upgrade on actual evidence, you end up upgrading marketing. Right. That's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's I upgrading don't have a lot to of a better story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, next really important, um, active for dry skin is ceramides. Yeah, so ceramides is a bit of a, we really like it, and it can be a bit of a mysterious ingredient category. Mm -hmm. Because of all the different types of ceramides. There's a gazillion, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I'll be honest, I only know a few big ones that's in skincare, but your skin has, like, a gazillion. Yes. Um, so, um, you're... Strong corneum, your skin lipid matrix mm-hmm. is made of ceramides, fatty acids, and also cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So that's why people thought, oh, topically applying ceramides might replenish the um, the ceramide in their strong corneum. Mm-hmm. So there's not really evidence of it yeah. doing that. So this is another thing about skincare is um, pathways are often a little hazy. 
Uh, actually, most pathways are very hazy. Right. You only kind of know the end result. Right. So what ceramide does is it, um, we know that it helps with barrier function. What mm-hmm. that means is it decreases your own skin's um, water loss mm-hmm. over time. There are clinicals out there that demonstrate um, ceramides may help improve uh, eczema. Yeah. So definitely an ingredient to look out for, for those who do struggle with it. Um yeah, and then I think the other thing that I think is not really commonly known to people who struggle with dry skin is using AHAs. Yeah, so I used to be one of those. You know, I already have dry skin, so anything that sounds like, sounds really aggressive, mm-hmm. uh, freaks me out. Freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> freaks. freaks. It's not just freaks, it's freaks. Yeah, and ironically, I used to scrub the shit out of my face because I really like um, the feelings of scrubbies. Mm-hmm. Um, but chemical exfoliation has made a really big difference for me. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing with dry skin is ultimately it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Right? It leads to rough, dry, uh, rough texture because mm-hmm. um, your skin is basically overstaying its welcome. Right. And um, cell turnover slows down and that in turn further slows down cell turnover and Um, makes your dry skin condition worse and then on top of that because it's irritating it becomes like very troublesome to manage um it gets itchy and uncomfortable and it's a cyclical thing that you know i think once you do struggle with dry skin it just becomes very stubborn like a very stubborn issue to deal with and so and honestly it's not just for dry skin people like actually Mm -hmm. everyone will deal with their like dry skin spell Um, And it's really important to just keep that at bay because that does, when skin is irritated, when skin is struggling, that's when you start introducing other issues like fine lines and wrinkles and dull skin, you know. So that's why we do think this episode is so important actually for everyone. Yeah, Yeah, so... um once I tried out exfoli- chemical exfoliation, mm. it really makes a huge difference. Mm. Um, so yeah, exf- exfoliate. Now, in terms of AHAs, are you using like more of the gentle kind, like mandelic and lactic? I nuke my face with glycolic. Okay, so so um, more than ten percent. Yes. So, um, everyone's skin is different. Mine happens. I think I mentioned quite a few times that. I my skin reacts is very reactive to retinol. It is, yeah. yeah. So, I've seen it. <laughs> oh yeah, I've like demonstrated to Victoria up close and personal what she peeling in retinol is like. <laughs> um, but I'm very acid tolerant. Mm. Um, I started out the first time I tried it. I used a ten percent glycolic. Okay. And I used it as a mask. I washed it off. I wasn't used to it. Oh, and then okay. <clears throat> I couldn't play around with it from there. I tried the lactic. I, I tried mandelic, mm. and I bump up levels and. My skin has never really had an adverse reaction to acids. Oh, Sometimes wow. it gets a little tingling during use. Sure. But, and if I overdo a little bit, it sheds a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you stay within like the home use level of pH of around 3.5, yeah. it's it, it's pretty solid. So I, I use um, 30% glycolic as a mask. Mm. Um, but for day to day. Like a wash off mask. Like a wash off mask. It. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, don't leave it on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be here preaching yeah, no, no using one. like a, <laughs> yeah. no one a do that. <laughs> yeah, so so it's about knowing the ingredient and knowing your how your skin reacts to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just experiment with it. Um, the typical uh, you, 
use level for day-to-day usage is about uh, 8 to 10%. Okay. And you can start that start on that nightly or mm-hmm. be like me, just try out different levels of masks mm-hmm. and use it once to twice a week and see how your skin reacts. Yeah. Um, I personally love glycolic. Okay. I know a lot of, a lot of the tre- trend chasers are all about um, lactic, mandelic, yeah. um, just like lesser known acids or at least less aggressive acids. Yep. But I personally just find glycolic as a gold standard for a reason. Yeah. Um, funnily, I... I don't look mandala doesn't do anything for me. Mm. Yeah. It's it's a much larger molecule than glycolic. Yeah. Um it's popular because it has a slightly similar structure to sal acid. So yeah. it's a little oil friendly. It penetrates a little bit deeper theoretically. Right. That's why you see it in a lot of acne oily skin products. Yeah. I find that it's only it's a it's a pretty good supplement for my blackhead issues okay but in terms of like full face use it doesn't do as much for me all right rank the three ahas in your opinion glycolic being number one actually i have to say glycolic mandelic lactic really not because number three i wouldn't have expected that not because i don't like acid lactic lactic works really well for me it smells (laughs) it smells like garbage martini (laughs) Yeah. It, it, it does it's it is funky and actually we we do use it to be honest we used it in our baby steps and yeah. that was one of the things we were looking to test in our hatchery yeah. was to see how off-putting the lactic acid forward formula was for yeah people. it was really annoying because we wanted we really wanted to create a product that's effective um but uh, very gentle mm-hmm. so being gentle means we really we, we don't want to use any essential oils or any fragrance because that might just increase the chance of irritation. Right. Um, so let's just say you get a very, very original smell. <laughs> Y'all should have seen the lactic acid one. That was much stronger. It's like so. fermented feet. I think it's good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> it's good now. <laughs> Baby steps is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next. <laughs> All right. So I do have to ask, which would you say are your troublesome ingredients that you deal with or have dealt with before? Oh, you know what? Cell acid. Mm-hmm. I My skin cannot stand cell acid i well i don't really get um acne Mm -hmm. but i have i used to keep cell acid products around for spot treating my um like say blackheads or the occasional Mm flare-up it is so drying for me Mm. even point two makes me flake Mm. and it's your pores are like no my oils (laughs) and you know the worst part is that sometimes the acne is still there but the skin around it is flaking and it's like just that angry like eruptive volcano look but you know we we see that a lot with sal acid it's like people either love it because they think it's really gentle and they like the way it exfoliates down to the pores but then the other half is like nope it just i don't it's very drying yeah it's a very strange polarizing ingredient like it definitely it 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 works but Mm -hmm. it's very personal Mm -hmm. there's i would i want to say like yeah for people for people that um, like cell acid, good on you, but don't feel like it's you if cell acid doesn't work for you because it's not a good ingredient for a lot of people. Just, mm. It's personal. 
All right, so that's the end of Ingredient Corner. That was and a long Ingredient Corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, it's good. And <coughs> now it's time for Decode That IL Top Tip. And today's top tip is based on oil cleansers. And it's really, Gloria, this is really just asking you, yeah. is it okay to solely use an oil cleanser si. for dry skin? See. Si. Yeah, you like it. Uh, I like it. It just depends on the cleanser. Mm. Um, I used to use the Shu Amura mm. oil cleanser, the Cold Classic. Mm. Um, it's great. It really it doesn't leave any residue, mm. and I don't feel the need to wash again. I might give it another good rinse afterwards, yeah. but I don't feel the need to use a gel or soap-based cleanser afterwards. Got it. You know, I, I will say that a lot of people think, it's an oil cleanser, so sh- it should be fantastic at removing oily makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to mention that um, oil cleansers, they're not all made alike. And oh, no. it really is does still require trial and error, which is why this cleanser category is so infuriating. Yeah. Is that even with an oil cleanser, um, you may not actually be able to remove all your makeup. So I it's not like I don't want to call this one out, but it's really been a long time. I don't remember which brand it was. Mm. But I've definitely used an oil cleanser before that feels like they didn't put any surfactant in it. So it feels like dunking Sloshing. my face. Yeah, like waterboarding <laughs> myself or oilboarding myself with uh, <laughs> olive oil. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's. A, I mean, there are people that actually just use plain <laughs> olive oil to remove their makeup. So I've done that in a pinch. It works, but then like you smell like olive oil <laughs> and feel like olive oil. Your pillowcase shows that you have olive oil on your face. Yeah, like I have found that I I, I use that and then I followed up with a regular cleanser. Mm. I have found that olive oil is very stubborn and really mm. like skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your top tip, which was not very short, is that it's okay to solely use an oil cleanser. If you want to consider a more nourishing cleansing experience. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Again, put in the comments below, would you like more sound effects? Or Gloria, please shut the F up. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, God, our inbox is going to get flooded. All right. <laughs> and now it's time for some dry skin product troubleshooting. And the first one that I think a lot of people have just with their routine is layering. Um, Where do they start? What do you recommend? (laughs) Um, So layering is your friend if you have Mm. dry skin. I I am super lazy Mm. with my skincare routine, but I have found that if I skip, um, if I skip serums or yeah, like hydrating serum. Yeah, mm-hmm. then it, it, it's a very visible difference. Mm. Yeah, so I um so the layering rule of thumb is always you start with the water heavy products mm-hmm. and then you get oilier, greasier yeah. from there. The reason is your skin is your skin is oily, right? Mm-hmm. You're the top layer of your skin, stratum corneum is all fatty substances. Mm-hmm. So if you layer water after oil, that that's not gonna go anywhere in mm-hmm. your skin. So, um, yeah, start after cleansing, start with your water-based ingredients, um, products, which are usually all, most toners, essences, serums, most of them are very heavily water-based. Okay. So, layer those first. Um, I personally don't like learning that many of them. Mm -hmm. I know some people have three steps, just in water-based ingredients, like 
a water, a water number two, a essence, a serum, a Please, heavier they're, serum. they're all the same, guys. Just pick one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One, one's probably good. I would say at most two, because sometimes I kind of like the refreshing waters, but I, no, I don't think they're super necessary to be mm, honest. Mm. Um, and then use any actives you will also any actives you use any treatments like let's say you have an acid serum um now we'll go after your um hydrating step Mm -hmm. so your skin is already saturated in water that means the active will be absorbed easier think plumpy and then you moisturize (laughs) and then you're good Ooh, um talk to us about when you use a balm you use you're gonna use it on the end have you ever used a balm all over your face i obviously know the answer to this question but oh yeah full mummy face that is like <laughs> embalmed yep yeah yep. it's it's uh it's pretty gross my boyfriend thinks it's disgusting i recommend trying it though because yeah. i've seen gloria after a bomb night mm. and skin's glowing the next day and i i really think it is very helpful to have like a mm. really good occlusive all over your face. Yeah, when it's just really harsh mm. or your skin's been through some crap. So for me, it's flying. Flying really rips my skin a new one. Mm. So I now no longer care what people think of me. So if you see a petite, <laughs> glowing Asian woman on airplane, it might be me. Come say hi. Very shiny. Very shiny. <laughs> just the light catching just right. Or it doesn't have to catch us right. You're just that shiny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think the other product that um, people want to know is are masks helpful for dry skin? Especially those hydrogel sheet masks. How important do you think it is to your routine? I don't think it's essential, mm. but I think they're very nice. I like them, and it's, well, the mask, I, I just don't like masks that overclaim, you know, like the mask that's like, oh, anti-wrinkle. Yep, brightening. Yeah, take those claims with a lot of meh. Um, yeah. But for uh, most masks are good for hydrating. Yes, it's like an instant super soak for your skin. Yeah. So when you're just when you're really in bad shape, or honestly, if you just want to be pampered, uh, it's really great to have a sheet mask. And whatever actives you put on after your sheet mask should get absorbed very well because your skin has been super soaked. And also, just another tip is when you do shop for sheet masks, definitely make sure they're the hydrogel kind. Um, we are not big fans of the cotton sheets. That's just, yeah, it's the hydrogels are much more effective. Yes. All right. So that ends our product troubleshooting session. And now we are. There's still so much more of this left to do. All right. And now it's time for confessions. Ooh. Is it that time again? It's that time again. What's a good sound effect for confessions? Confessions. Confessions. Play the confession song by Usher. I love that song. Oh, good times. (laughs) Age revealing reference. (laughs) Um, so I have a few confessions. Mm. So the first one is, remember how I mentioned that I have quote unquote friends who get confused about hyaluronic acid serums and and using them alone with no moisturizers mm-hmm. i have no friends that was me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i used to i get so confused because everything's advertised as hydrating moisturizing hydrating and moisture so like you know 
what do I know? What's, right. I don't know. I didn't know what the difference is between a serum and a cream. And I was also in the phase of buying really freaking expensive things. Mm. So I bought this um this hydrating. I forgot how they positioned it. It wasn't positioned as a serum, but it was like something more badass than a serum. It was like freaking hydrating, super like freaking yeah, hydrating. like quench. It's quite a claim. It's like quench. I think it might have been called quench. But <laughs> anyway, I was like, Are you sure it's not just like one? Well, it's a Gatorade. <laughs> Yes, I put Gatorade for your face. <laughs> that was my mistake. <laughs> but anyway, so since it told me that it could quench me, I used it by itself, and I was very confused when I woke up with like three new wrinkles. Mm. But guys, need that, need the oils and the waxes. And I have a little side confessions, mm. and that is niacinamide doesn't do squat for me yeah and that's really surprising because niacinamide has shown a lot of really great data to help support good healthy barrier function yeah yeah it's yeah it's true and there's a lot of great data out there that shows that niacinamide is a jack of all trades type ingredient for me it's a jack dilly squat (laughs) ingredient (laughs) um but yeah everyone's skin is very different especially pigmentation wise Anything? Yeah, Jack Squat. <laughs> yeah. So none of the benefits held up for Gloria. Yeah, no. Got it. But this is where, like, it's a confusing enough world out there for skincare. We look at the data, but you also have to listen to your skin. Yep. You know, the reason why we talk so much about the, uh, these big active is, and, then, and, and we understand the urge to, like, throw every good active at your face, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone tries to tries to have all of the above. Like you want to have AHAs, retinols, ret- uh, niacinamide, mm-hmm. and vitamin C, and peptides, and all Cover everything. Cover all your bases. Right, and mm-hmm. we totally get it. And like actives, it is a, uh, it is important to have a mix, but not everything is going to work for you. Yep, that's just kinda, the nature of skincare. Yeah, kind of just like sell acid and niacinamide does jack squat for me. Yep. All right, so I guess it's my turn to confess. Confess to me. <laughs> confess. Okay, let me think of one that might be relatively helpful for dry skin. Uh, okay. We haven't talked that much about cleansing for dry skin, mm, but mm-hmm. I will say something you absolutely should not look for, but I used to look for, is that squeaky clean finish. Um, for anybody that's has more oily skin, um, that's really the telltale sign that your skin is super clean and oil free and you'll be like ready to go and you won't be shiny um and yeah so as when i was younger that my cleansers all had to be like that and then i realized that after becoming a chemist you don't need that for good cleansing um and now i've actually gone in the complete opposite direction where i try my very best not to overwash Mm. so even in the morning i'll just rinse with water and even with oily skin i feel fine actually my skin is a lot happier now Mm. because it's not just completely stripped i feel like i feel like um that squeaky clean and also the aggressive scrubbies is like a rite of passage (laughs) for people from our era (laughs) yeah i wonder teenagers now if they look for the same thing oh i i'm gonna invite my boyfriend's niece on who, <laughs> she's 13 um yeah for a guest episode learn what teenagers use for their skin now i don't think she will want to but i will try i'll bait her with something cool mm. i don't know what what's cool, cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Do you> know? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god, we're not even gonna go oh, there. No. <laughs> All right, enough of confessions. It's time for the fun animal fact of the day. <gasps> Is it time to break it up? Oh, break, break, break it up, <laughs> break, break it up. <laughs> just trying to drive me down with her. <laughs> yes, I want to share a little bit about the palace cat. The phallus cat? <laughs> uh, it's a cat that um, is found in countries like Mongolia, Russia, India, and Pakistan. And the reason why I want to give it a little shout out is because the images of it on Google are hilarious. Like you're talking about just, I think it was born grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> My spirit animal. <laughs> and just has a lot of expression, so I do recommend. Did someone try to sell us sweet almond oil? <laughs> <laughs> Too many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, and a funny thing that makes it even more adorable is that um, it hunts mainly a rodent called a pika. Wait, pika? Like like Pikachu, Pika? Like Pika, Pika, Pikachu. <laughs> is that why Pikachu's named Pikachu? I have no idea, but that rodent is also really adorable, too. So in my mind, it's kind of hilarious to think about. That's some Disney level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, and, you know, like, even... It, it really lives up to its, like, very grumpy image because they're actually not very social and they also don't really like each other so they live a very <laughs> long life of solitude <laughs> my spirit animal <laughs> yeah so um anyways that's just a quick shout out worth a google um and i guess in terms of animal awareness it is an endangered species due to um accidentally falling into a lot of wolf traps mm. and um the fur trade so that's the fun animal f well not fun but animal <laughs> fact of the day Maybe so I shouldn't close, have ended. So close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Victoria's going to work on her endings of these animal facts. So, guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We finally made it to our last section, Gloria. Yes. Oh, yeah, but... um. Again, if you don't want to comment on the sound effects, you can fill down <laughs> our animal facts. Remember, Victoria's bid is uh, the palace or Mongolian cat's unique facial features, and Gloria brought to you monogamous parasitic worms that hold each other in your intestine for life. I feel like they're just going to shut this section down. <laughs> we shouldn't ask for comments on this. Oh, yeah. It's not a choice. The section will exist regardless. <laughs> just like, you know, maybe directions. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the last section. It's time to answer a few questions. Hit me. All right. The first question is, hello. Hi. <laughs> I have eczema, very severe and all over my body, including my face and chest. Mm. I'm terrified to use any products because I have very sensitive skin and I don't want to worsen my eczema. What's the best routine for my very dry skin? Oof. Um, that's a really tough problem. Mm. And unfortunately, at the at the level that you have it, I I have to say it's a little bit above our pay grade. Yeah. Um, this is where you definitely should consult a derm. Mm -hmm. um, and we understand that 
good germs are kind of hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So like, unfortunately, it's something that you might have to just go see a few germs about. We do want to mention that um, from what we've read and from our followers who have struggled with eczema, um, stick to things like ceramides and petrolato. We've actually seen a lot of studies, like Gloria mentioned, that ceramides can be really beneficial to treating eczema. Um, The other thing which I thought was fascinating when we did our eczema series was a lot of people commented that they actually struggled with dimethicones. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I thought was fascinating. I I had no idea of. um, So that could be just an angle if you are, you know, just trying to look for solutions but otherwise do consult a derm yeah oh and one last thing definitely look at your um cleansers cleansers and your shower gels yeah um so this is if it's that severe then soap based cleanser is probably um, it's probably not great for you we actually find that ph matters here a lot more a lot more than regular than the normal skin so definitely look into that and um if you have they actually sell filters for your um, shower heads. I don't mm. know where your base, but certain places have really hard water, and that might actually aggravate the conditions. Mm-hmm. Then don't be like me, and I take burning hot showers. Yeah. So definitely like turn down on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry, we can't be more helpful. So best of luck, and let us know if any of the suggestions work for you. And we also have a lot of great Durham friends. So if we can't help you, we can point you in the right direction. Yeah. So. All right, second question. Have a, I have a question. I feel I could get knowledgeable insight from your team. Aww. Thoughts on vitamin C? I see it boasted highly across all shelf brands, but I've read a bit into how the oxida- oxidation of the vitamin C can occur on your skin, thus having reverse effects and causing aging sooner. One of my favorite articles on this is through Umir interested in your thoughts and oh my god have we been asked this question so many times a thousand times i feel like they personally tagged us in the umir article like at Maybe. least in 20 um, messages we piss off so many people it's fine yeah um so this is actually a great question mm. and i really i like the article because i feel like it just highlights why science is complicated mm. because all the points they make in articles are good points if you look theories. at theories yeah they're all good theories exactly like victoria said because ultimately skincare pathways are complicated right mm-hmm. your skin your skin your body your organs it's not one-off thing right you can't look at one pathway or one potential pathway and say this is good or this is bad it's something you have to take in consideration the global effect Mm. and what that means is it's actually better to zoom out and look at actual clinicals right Mm -hmm. by that we mean use a vitamin c for four weeks 12 weeks even longer and you measure the effects um compared to say a placebo Mm -hmm. and and that has been done many, 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 many times with vitamin C. And, it, and, and every one of those studies indicate that using topical vitamin C is good for the skin. Mm-hmm. So, so great theories, but we're not convinced unless there's tr- real data. Yeah, unless you show me a clinical of someone using vitamin C for two years and end up looking really unreasonably old. Um, then yeah, anyway, that's that. (laughs) All right, third question, which I want to aim at Gloria is Do you have a chemical exfoliating recommendation? Um, specifically since you've been talking about glycolic, 
Right. Um, so if you're a newbie, I don't know if you've had any experience with AHA before, but if you're a complete newbie, start low. I believe um, a classic in that department is the Pixie Glow Tonic. Mm. has about, what, 8% um, glycolic 5%. acid? 5%? Mm. Yeah, there's also a Nip and Fab Glow Pad. That's mm. about 5%. Mm-hmm. So 5-8% start out as a daily night treatment. Um, it's a good place to start. And when you're ready to bump up, uh, consider, say, like, the in the 8 to 12% mark for a daily um, serum. Classic ones are, say, Drunk Elephant has one. Uh, the, Sam, I think, has the Ordinary one. has a few cheap um, 10% lactic acid options. Mm. I think they actually also have a glycolic toner. I don't remember. Mm. Um, and if you want to go up from there, your choices get a little bit more scarce. Um, there's a few third higher level ones, like... Uh, Drunk Elephant and Dustyam are the two classics. Uh, Chemist Cafe Check uh, back. Check back in a month. <laughs> yes. Uh, we will, we will just be put out there now. Um, we will have our, um, complete lineup of assets as well that you can use as both I a booster wait. and mask. So, so yeah, excited. the thing with assets is, uh, patience and also know your concentration mm. well what that means is whatever you choose to go with to start or to bump up um don't choose a product that advertises assets without telling you the percent percentage yep. because acid is such a high concentration use level ingredient if you use something if you use someone that has like one percent age it's not gonna do daily squat which yeah. By the way, we definitely cause a ruckus with that prism. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> All right. And final question. When you do have a dry patch, what is the best method of treatment? <clears throat> Petrolatum! <laughs> oh, it's Petrolatum. Easy. I yeah. got this one. So... All right, so that's the end of episode seven. Um, I do want to mention that we are going to be taking a break for the next two weeks while we get ready for our big Cyber Monday, Black Friday um, kind of bundles and kits. And then also we're going to take our Thanksgiving holiday break as well, which we are so excited for. No surprise, we take days off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, if you do have any more questions for Gloria, please write to us at info at chemistconfessions.com. Um, and we really hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. We will talk to you guys after. And yeah, so for the episode coming back from Thanksgiving, we're mm-hmm. thinking about going through some of the holiday kits that's available. There are available. so many. Yeah, because there are so many. Please let us know which one you want us to talk about so we have a better direction. Yeah, so all right, guys. Take care. Feast away, my friend. <laughs> Turkey truck, Gloria? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you.